Hey guys, we are talking about mysticism, and I am a Christian mystic. What? <laughs> what is that? Well, um, that's what we're talking about, and I've already talked about it in 14 other previous episodes of this series called Calling All Mystics, Notes from the Road, and you can catch those if you haven't, but today the topic is heaven. I think this is a good one. I think we need to talk about heaven, because Jesus talked about heaven. Old Testament Jewish scriptures talk about heaven, and I don't think people today talk enough about heaven. So, let's talk about heaven, baby! I am the Construction Monk. This is a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, J. Randall Stewart. Let's do it, guys. All right. So, I'm sitting out here with my dog again under ye old oak tree. This thing's got to be, whoo, judging from the base of the tree. It's probably 50, 60 years old. Probably, yeah. Well, the house we live in is was built in 1909 as a log cabin. And the log cabin is still in the walls of the house, which is cool. So, who knows, man. This, this tree could be over 100 years old, probably. But I'm under this old oak tree and sitting with my dog. And we're going to talk about heaven, man. This is heaven right here, baby. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know you live in heaven? Yeah, man. This is man, I think this is so fascinating because this is so integral to my spiritual journey. Um you know, part of my journey is just that I have not accepted the some of the concepts and the ways my Christianity taught me to think. You know, in modern conservative evangelical Christianity, heaven is the place you go when you die. But you know, when I was 14, I was challenged to read my Bible, and I did. In reading my Bible, I got some different ideas about heaven. And I got this idea, The you know, first, really, the first idea that I got was that there are three heavens mentioned in Scripture, which is interesting, right? The Jews talked about three heavens. And look, guys... The Bible is Jewish. The whole Bible is Jewish. The Old Testament, the New Testament, they're both Jewish. Do you understand what that means? They were written by Jews. They're Jewish. They come out of the Jewish culture. right? What we call Christianity now is 2,000 years old, but it was begun by Jews. All of the New Testament epistles, letters, were written by Jews who had a really deep understanding of Jewish tradition, culture, and history, and Jewish religious spiritual scriptures, right? And so I think it's so important to understand Christianity in context of Judaism. You just really can't divorce the two. And when you do, you miss a lot of things. And the Jews talked about three heavens in scripture. There was the first heaven. Okay, I have some of this looked up. Uh, I went to this website. I'll just go to the website. I don't let me go from websites, but it is. I'm trying to give you the reference here. Let me see here. It's karm.org. 
whatever that is. But this is just the, the reference of the information. So you know, you know, I didn't do all this research myself, but I've heard of this concept from Scripture. But hey, someone else has compacted it to an easily digestible form for me. The first heaven was the atmosphere of earth. It's what the Jews called the first heaven. The second heaven was the was outer space, the stars. You know, the things you can see at night beyond the earth. The third heaven was considered God's dwelling place. So you have scriptures that talk about this. Um, you have Paul talking about being caught up into the third heaven. And he was talking about seeing a vision. He was talking about being in the realm of God, right? talked about being caught up into the third heaven he's jewish he's talking about being in the realm where he's interacting with god okay when you're in the first heaven you're just an inhabitant of the earth you're breathing air you can see clouds blue sky you live in the first heaven there then there's the second heaven which you can see also as a regular human being at night or you know through telescopes or you know now through google right but the third heaven, this was the place, space, reality of the presence of God. But it wasn't a place, necessarily. These are concepts. The Jews really believed that God inhabited all three. Okay. Um, I, 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 uh, I want to go to Isaiah. Isaiah 40. Okay. Like, there's this idea that God exists in all these places. This is Isaiah 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been declared to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to live in. Like, God is in all these things. He created all these things. You know, um, you know, so the other passages talk about that, like, heaven is God's throne, the earth is his footstool. And, right, if the heavens, this is the second heaven, if outer space is like his throne and the earth is like his footstool, like his presence is like this third reality beyond the two created realities of the earth and the heavens, okay? But he's in all three. But there is this idea that when we experience God more directly, this is there's this direct spiritual reality, right? Um, but it's not somewhere else. Like, God is not elsewhere. God is in all three heavens. The third heaven just represented this idea that we could experience God more directly through a vision state. You know, uh, when John, in his, in his book of Revelation, he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I was taken up in a vision, right? He, he wasn't talking literally like he went somewhere. Um, and, you know, through reading Scripture, I realized this most clearly in Revelation. It talks about heaven and earth becoming one. It talks about heaven coming down to earth. And it says, now the dwelling of God is with men. It doesn't say now the dwelling of men is with God. Okay? So, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God being here, coming and coming fully at the end of all things. The culmination of all things, right? So, like, my concept of heaven has changed a lot over the years from what I was taught as a Christian, as a young Christian, as a young adult, which was when you die, you go, you leave the earth, you go to this place called heaven somewhere else. 
Two, heaven is the presence of God and it is accessible now. Because God is accessible now. It's not a place. It's not another place. It's the presence of God. And the presence of God is in all three heavens. What the Jews would have called all three heavens, right? But I think one of the things that has led my journey the most is my growing and changing idea of heaven. Man, I remember this so distinctly. I remember being in church in my early 20s. I'd gone to Bible college. I'd read my Bible about 30 times. I remember this one Sunday morning. It was Sunday school. And for some reason, I was wandering through the church building. This was in Plainfield, Indiana, at Plainfield Christian Church. Great church. Big church. Over 2,000 members. I'm walking through this section that has these partitions where you can close them off and create classrooms. And there's cla- the classroom Sunday hour was going on, and it was in between the two services. You had first service, Sunday school, second service. It's Sunday school. I'm just wandering. Don't know why I was wandering. I don't remember. But I remember pausing for a minute and listening to this one Sunday school class talk about heaven. And they were like, oh, it's going to be so good. We're going to be up there singing. It's going to be like clouds and, and worshiping God all day. and so good. And it's odd because I just remember distinctly in that moment going, First, I don't get that. Secondly, I don't want that. (laughs) What? I mean, sounds a little crazy, right? I just couldn't connect to my Christian religion's idea of heaven. It didn't fit, didn't make sense. You know what I really thought was, I want to be here. I love it here. Like, throughout my Christian journey... As an adult especially, I I couldn't connect to the idea of some ethereal, abstract heaven somewhere else where there's clouds and we just worship God all day. And of course, my idea of worship too was was different. It was like, I mean, my thought was like, I'm going to stand around in front of this throne room of God and just sing songs all day. And that sounds exhausting and boring. And I don't want to do that. Like, you know what I really thought? And this is what I would talk to God about. Like, this is what I would say to God when my my concept of heaven was this evangelical, conservative, modern view was, this is what I would say literally to God. I would say, hey, God, like this idea of heavens, you know, okay, sounds good. But I would rather have some kind of earth to just go explore in heaven. And just I want to explore. I want to discover. I want to just go and, and have fun and have adventures could I have some place like that? Could heaven be that for me? Turns out, my inclination at that time, even though it wasn't well-formed and something concrete, was, was right. Like, we don't go somewhere else to go to heaven. God eventually recreates the earth and restores the earth to be what it was meant to be. And this is heaven right here, where we are right now. The thing that's different about where we are now in heaven isn't this place, but it's everything no longer dying. Everything fully restored and fully in the presence of God who is fully present to us. That's that's exciting to me. And you know what that also means? I can start to work towards that in my life right now. We are joining God in the renewal of his earth. God is attempting and will succeed in restoring this 
earth to its former glory and being restored in his former glory to this earth on this earth. Everything is here now. I love that. I love it. That's my idea of heaven. That's the idea of heaven that I've grown into. And that's the idea of heaven that scripture presents. It's so practical. It's so concrete. We get to be here. We get to enjoy being here. And it's not some abstract place that we can't connect to. You know what I think, though, is that um, we've lost our idea of heaven. And the evangelical or modern church has lost its idea of heaven. And it's created this weird, abstract, ethereal, intangible, hard-to-connect-to idea. Like, we're going to leave the earth. And heaven's going to be just the presence of God in some kind of cloudy, weird, you know, like the Matrix when you went into the the loading mainframe, right? It was all white. Remember that? That's weird. That, that That's kind of the Christian idea of heaven. Often that's presented. It's like, well, well, look, okay, so we don't know. It's like worship God all day and sing songs, but at least you won't feel bad. <laughs> like that's good, right? I mean, that's good. Like no more pain and sorrow. But to me, the idea of this abstract ethereal heaven I couldn't connect with it, but thankfully, that wasn't right. Uh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, you know, video interview a long time ago, year, a couple years ago, and he inter- was interviewing this guy named Sadhguru, I believe. He's a Hindu mystic, and he was saying, heaven has collapsed in the minds of modern Westerners especially. And he he talked about going in to groups of young people and and saying, who wants to go to heaven? Raise your hand. And he, and he said, like most people now, they don't raise their hand. They laugh. They don't know what to think of heaven. They don't have a concept of heaven anymore. Like, And this is what he said. Heaven has collapsed in the minds of people. He said, if you asked that question 50 years ago, you know, in the 1970s, 1960s, 1950s, Everybody would raise their hand, even the people that didn't weren't, weren't religious probably, didn't really know. But they had a concept of like, hey, there is this reality that's not this reality that will be finally and perfectly good. And everybody wanted that. Today it's like, mm, heaven has become not only abstract, distant, but unconnectable. And I think rightly so. Like, my idea of heaven is so present and embodied and you know what I'm growing into heaven now which is exactly what Jesus said heaven is the same as eternal life is the same as abundant life is the same as being restored in Jesus being healed being renewed being brought back to the original state we were meant for and that's what I'm in and so like I think part of the the stuckness of modern Christianity is it doesn't have this really concrete goal in this life or the next. And I've discovered a very concrete goal in both. And both, in both, the concrete goal is heaven. And heaven is the presence of God. And the presence of God is something available to me now for me to grow into now. And the presence of God isn't just this idea of being physically in the presence of a being, but the presence of God indwelling me and healing me and bringing healing to me. Mind, heart, and body or soul, spirit body. And that's been my experience. Like, I have sought a present God and a present heaven, and I've realized that I can start to grow into heaven now. That is what eternal life is about. That's what we're meant for. And that is exciting to me. Like, I wake up every day 
I want to know more about God. I want to grow more into God. I want to follow Jesus. I want to learn to keep in step with the Holy Spirit because all these things are heaven because heaven is the person of God and God can be experienced in us now in real ways. You can hear God, you can feel God in your body, in your mind, in your heart and that is the journey towards heaven and that is heaven. When you are fully reunited with the presence of God properly, then your personhood will be properly put back together and then you will not die or experience the pain of death in any way, which translates and manifests in so many different ways. Fear, anxiety, anger, depression, angst, discouragement, hopelessness, loneliness, despondency, aimlessness, apathy. This is literally, these are, these are all literally caused by the absence of God in our personhood. And so it's like, Really, the Christian message is, do you want to be healed of every dysfunction in your heart, mind, and body? All the pain, all the fear, all the specter of death and the way that it presents. And you can start now. And you can start to feel the difference now. Every day, walking with God, walking out of hell into heaven. Hell is the reality of life separate from God. Heaven is the reality of life in the presence of God and God present in you and you can walk out of hell now and into heaven now. It's a journey and it's really good. You have to confront the hell in you and why the hell not? <laughs> but look, look, I mean, this has been my journey into mysticism, right? It's not a journey I like decided to take, although it is a journey I decided to take by pursuing God and pursuing heaven and pursuing healing and asking God, like, what about my depression and my anxiety and my loneliness? And what about my pain, physical, mental, emotional? And like, but, but at the same time, I didn't instigate this mystical aspect, which was my seven-year desert journey, which was God bringing hell to bear in my life because hell was already in my life and I was already living in hell, but I didn't realize it. I'm in hell, on the earth. I can live in heaven, on the earth. And God began to reveal that some of my more mystical experiences are and have been God revealing the hell that I live in because of the hell inside of me. Because hell is separation from God. And so, like, man, I was just talking with God about this today and I was thanking God for my experience of hell because it has revealed what has already been and what is still in me in some ways, which is the places in me that God is not. In order for God to deliver me from those things, I have had and still have a real felt sense of my separation from God in so many ways. It's so detailed, guys. It reveals lies. It reveals mistruths, misconceptions about myself and the world and God and others. It reveals that I'm oriented totally backwards. My personhood is totally dysfunctional and put together the wrong way and because I'm in control. And God reveals my desire for control and how it, it's resistant to his desire to lead and heal. But it feels like hell. Over and over and over, I've had thousands of experiences of hell, but it's all been visceral, embodied, because that is the place hell exists inside us. And it's the place heaven can exist inside us. And the cool thing is, if it's all inside me and it's between me and God, then it can be worked out and I can begin to experience heaven now and I can grow on my experience of heaven now as God reveals the hell in me and gets the hell out of me. <laughs> I can't stop. I won't stop doing that one. It's too fun. 
That's true. God wants to get the hell out of you, to get you the hell out of hell. But it happens now. And it's very embodied. It's not some external place. Could it eventually result in an external place? Maybe. I don't know. But, like, we live in hell now, people. Hell is the fact that you don't even realize the source of all your suffering. And it has to do with your internal orientation of separation from God. But as you begin to get back in relationship with God, you begin to experience heaven now. And you begin to grow into heaven now. And that's the journey I've been on. And a lot of it was because I rejected the ideas of heaven from my more conservative intellectual Christianity. Wow. Woo! Man, guys, I can tell you right now, the younger generations especially need to catch the fervor and the beauty and the goodness of heaven and they need to know it is here now and eventually it will be fully here all the way and we can partner with God now to advance his kingdom on the earth as Jesus said in on earth as it is in heaven what he means is like man guys when you pray you should pray like God the reality of goodness that you exist in right now. May that reality come here and be here more and more and more and more. You know the way that happens is person by person. As you and I become harbingers and spaces of heaven internally. Then we breathe out heaven into the earth around us. We are little sanctuaries. We are the temple of God. <laughs> right? As First Peter says. Living stones. Woo! We can become heaven as God indwells us more and more, as we are transformed more and more from death to life, from darkness to light. And man, then we're joining God and God bringing heaven to here until it comes fully and there's no more hell. It's all interior, guys. And it has to do with the orientation of your personhood and how it's been, become dysfunctional and separation from God. But man, I think, I think we've really lost the beauty and the presentness of heaven. Man, I think it's like, it's not a small thing, guys. This is central. You are heaven. You are the space of heaven. But you're also the space of hell. And there's the tension of the in-between. If you think there's nothing you can do except some, you know, transactional, mysterious kind of say a prayer one time and when you die you'll go to this other place called heaven. Then like, then what else is there to do? And like, then this place that we live now can't really be much different than it is. And that's not true and it's not good. So, man, God changing my understanding of heaven has changed so much for me in my practical experience. Heart, mind, body every day. Man, there's so much more goodness and the fruits of the Spirit so much more present in me now because that is heaven. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like, those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit inside me. As the Spirit cleans my cup and my dish and roots out the things inside my soul, body, that aren't good, so that I can experience God more fully in my personhood, so that I can live more and more in the reality of heaven. So that, you know what? My life becomes better and better. This is the wellspring of life that Jesus talked about. Springing up as a well inside you. Meaning, starts as a trickle. A little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. 
as the inside of my cup and dish get more and more clean and cleansed and refined and immersed and baptized in the Spirit, and the Spirit's flowing through me more and more and more and more. And you know what? It feels really good when the Spirit is flowing in us. Then the fruits of the Spirit are coming forth, and that's heaven. Heaven is God in us more fully, and that's a pro- it's a it's a process, and it progresses, and it happens right now, or at least it can. That is Christianity. That is the gospel. That is Jesus. That is abundant life. That is new life. That is new creation, and it happens now. You can start to become a new creation now. And we can start to advance the kingdom of God now. And we can start to bring heaven on the earth now. And it will grow and grow and grow until there's nothing left but heaven and no more hell. Hell yeah! (laughs) Baby! My second stint at Bible college, there was this one guy. Man, I wish I could remember his name. But he had this phrase... Uh, he used to say, hella good. And it's funny, you know, it was a conservative, evangelical, Stone Campbell Restoration Movement Bible College, right? This dude was a musician, and, you know, don't tell anybody, but he and I used to drink beers in his room every once in a while. It was a dry campus. It was a dry county, and the school made it a dry county, by the way. But, like, this dude was cool. Like, we just chilled. We talked God all the time, and he... I think he was a stoner too, but (laughs) his phrase was hella good. I remember one time walking with him and he said that phrase and some uptight, goody-goody, you know, type person was like, don't say that. What do you mean? Hell's not good. And yeah, you know what? That's true. But you know what? It's even worse if we're living in hell and we don't even know it. And there's heaven right now and we can be in heaven now and grow into heaven now, right? That's heaven good yeah so maybe we should say heaven good but maybe we should also understand that the goodness of heaven can grow inside us right now man I've experienced that guys you know what it's, but it's because I didn't believe in some kind of abstract ethereal heaven place we go when we die I really got the idea from scripture and from the Holy Spirit heaven is here now to grow into even though we won't fully grow into it now, even though we still have to die to go through the full process of being reorganized, reordered, and healed in our personhood. Like, really, I think you can have as much heaven now as, as you choose to go after. Like, why not? Like, there's never enough until we're fully complete, fully healed. Like, then, let's go. Let's go after heaven, guys. And let's breathe that heaven into the world around us. If the world's a bad place right now, it's because God's people aren't living enough in heaven now. Amen. Hey guys, this has been a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. You can catch more content at www.moderncontemplative.com. Love you guys. Bye.